1971, and um, they signed me to a three-year contract at Canterbury. Oh, wow. Before I went to West, yeah. So I didn't complete that, obviously. Fair enough. Um, was your heart set on playing for Western Suburbs, and or was it just unfortunately you just couldn't crack it into the first grade team due to the players in the Canterbury team at the time? Uh, well, um, I probably would have, but I, I injured me my ankle pretty badly wrestling Chris, Chris Anderson on the uh, floor in that flat we lived in. <laughs> yep. And uh, didn't tell anybody and tried to play with it and threw it, and yep. uh, you know obviously wasn't playing that good and. Uh, I had some friends, personal friends at West, we used to go and uh, visit quite a lot, and uh, yeah, he said, why don't you come over to West, so yeah, it wasn't just, uh, it wasn't um, not being able to compete with the boys, it was just that I, I was silly enough to play injured. In those days, you just sort of hit it and, uh, you know. Well, I mean, even players play. these days play injured um, sort of thing. Yeah. So if, even I, at, you know, local park footy level, um, for Oztag even, I play with a really bloody bad shin at the moment. So pe people play injured, that's for sure. Um, yeah. Your time at Western Suburbs, obviously, you had a new coach um, when you guys won the minor premiership under Roy Masters. What was he like and what was the change in culture and training and all that under Roy Masters, who more or less turned West from a from a close to finals footy to a competitive force, you could say. Yeah, look, um, I uh, was moved back into the second row mid-1973, uh, mm -hmm. and, and went pretty well, because that was my original position. It wasn't really a centre, I just played country centre and the borders a centre, but yep. I mainly played in the back row. So, you know, uh, I think we only missed the semis from 74 to 78 once. Yeah. So we were thereabouts, and we had Donnie Parrish for most of that time, and, and then uh, Yappy Holman in 77, mm -hmm. and then Roy came along in 78. Uh, the difference in Roy, look, look, we the physically, so physical side was pretty similar. We had the same trainer, Rob Rowland-Smith. Mm -hmm. um, but Roy was a, you know, he's a head man. He was a psych man. Mm-hmm. And there were a few of us that responded to that, and I would have been one of them. You know, yeah. You know, tell me to hate Manly, and I would have. <laughs> <laughs> I think anyone would just say jump, say how high when it comes to hating Manly. <laughs> yeah, it, it was fairly intense, Roy, when he spoke to you. You know, he, he'd eyeball you and and uh, put you on a spot. You know, and yeah, we we reacted pretty well. We had the right players to react like that. Some mm. uh, some players wouldn't react positive to that sort of um, coaching, but. Uh, Certainly, that team West did. More or less the Firebros, you could say, which is, again, I'm about to mention that. Um, now, the Firebros didn't, from what I'm led to believe, when I interviewed um, Les Boyd yesterday, um, it didn't really start until the late 70s-ish. Um, yeah, yeah but, 78. Yeah, so what was that like, you know, the Firebros and the Silvertails sort of thing and Roy bringing all that into the into the club? Yeah, it's motivational, you you didn't need a lot more. Actually, you, you had to be careful. You weren't too over-motivated. <laughs> yeah. Uh, because, you know, it, it's, it's energy sapping. You know, there'd be six blokes chasing one fella trying to belt him. Yeah. And, yeah, you'd be, you'd be huffing and puffing. And, but, uh, yeah, I, you know, it was good because, uh, you know, you had us believing that mainly with the silver tails. And we always thought if you lived on the North Shore, you were pretty good. Yep. And we did live in five-hour houses out in the poorer area. So, we, you know, we... Whether he made it up or it was true, it didn't matter, did it, really? Honestly, it I, was, I was about to say, I've I've been alive 
I'm only 20, 24, 25 this year, and I've always heard the tale of Fibros and Silvertails, but I've never actually known the meaning behind the nickname Fibros for Western Suburbs, and now you've just told me, and wow. Um, tell me, if, if you can, tell me some stories or what your favourite highlight or memory is of your time at Western Suburbs and your playing career. Oh, highlights. Uh, highlights was, you know, every week. We, we were mates, you know, uh, we did a lot of things together. Getting paid to play footy with your mates. Yeah, go skiing, uh, go to the pub, meet at the pub, uh, you know. We we always sort of got around in, in groups, you know, solid groups. Yep. A couple of boys lived on the North Shore, but, you know, they, you didn't expect them to mix. Like, <laughs> we were all lived around that area, Lidcombe, uh, Homebush, you know, Strathfield. Yep. So, uh, yeah, we, we were pretty tight and we used to fundraise for trips away. And, okay, uh, uh, what, what would be your favourite trip away that you remember? Favourite trip away? Um, yeah, probably to Hong Kong and Manila with the boys. Oh, wow. Yeah, there were some stories there. Um, yeah, John Donnelly was a funny man. <laughs> funny stories there. Um, you know, nothing nothing bad. He didn't hurt people. He no, just, just some pranks and stuff. People. Yeah, just just pranks, just a funny lad. He'd, he'd do things, he'd shake your head and walk away, you know. Yeah. Well, um, speaking of pranks, could you let us know who was the biggest prankster, and if you remember uh, any standout pranks during your time with Western Suburbs? Oh, that'd be um, Big Dallas. You know, he was always up to no good. He, he just wanted to shock people, basically. Yep. <laughs> and uh, he's pretty successful at it. And we'd just shake our head and tell him to go away, you know. But. Uh, I did mention in uh, in a story somewhere where the, we were over, I got off a uh, boat over in uh, Hong Kong. Mm-hmm. We didn't like the tour, so we jumped off before it started. And we were walking back past a wedding up this big driveway with a huge fountain and a flash motel. And Dallas walked up the driveway and he done a belly flop in the <laughs> in the fountain, in the fountain with all the bridal party getting oh. their photos taken. Oh, no, wow. I you know how you're, you're trying to act embarrassed, but you're trying to not laugh at the same time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, things like that. And another time he was, um, Eddie uh, Eddie Hooper was our secretary. And, uh, we mm-hmm. were out drinking in a nightclub in a night strip there. And, uh, you know, they had police walking around with shotguns at night, you know, so it was martial law around those places back then. And, yeah. And, uh, and Eddie's running down to uh, the police vehicle where Dallas is at the back with six police hanging on to him and he's, he's trying to explain you know if, if they could let him go and they said look we're not trying to um, put him in we're trying to get him out he's trying to get him <laughs> he was trying to get in the back of the wagon yeah crazy fella that, oh, that always stuck with me in the, in the time he um we, we'd race from the harbour to the motel in rickshaws mm-hmm. and oh, wow. uh and if you leant back in them, uh, the, the guys were that skinny pulling them, they'd shoot up in the air. So <laughs> I remember, I remember Donnelly and Levinskis and me were all having a race, and Dallas was going a bit slow, so he jumped out and he put the little skinny alfalfa in the rickshaw, and he got in between the shafts. <laughs> so, so he became the rickshaw puller. Wow. He could hardly get his hips in the between the shafts, you know. <laughs> Honestly, Funny that's great. That's yeah, great. we just give him. Two dollars if they won, and they'd be laughing and carrying on. That just just fun times, you know. Yeah. And now, now it's a bit sanitised, unfortunately. Uh, very, very much so. And 
Honestly, yeah. that's why I love hearing the stories of the old days from players, not just Western Suburbs, but in general, because you could say the shenanigans that they got yeah, up that's to. It. That's yeah, all it was was, was. was all it was was fun shenanigans. Um, and speaking of not necessarily shenanigans, but fun times. Uh, during your time in the NSWRL for Western Suburbs, which team for you personally was the toughest to go up against physically and mentally? Hmm. Uh. Look, in, in the in the seventies, um, I actually knocked back a contract to go to Eastern Suburbs in seventy four. Oh, at wow. the end of at the end of seventy four. Mm-hmm. Um, they won the comps in two years running then. Wow. Uh, uh, no, it was at the beginning of seventy four. They won in seventy four, seventy five. Yep. But I stayed at West, uh, I was it was less money, but it was where I lived and I had a and, lot of and the mates. culture, yeah. The culture there was what kept yeah. you there. Yeah, good mates. I mean, uh, Plus um, the bags of money, there was nothing in writing. Mm. It was back when the ceiling payment was on, and they'd give you, you know, five thousand dollars cash, which was a lot of money then, and mm. uh, five thousand dollars picking up glasses that you didn't have to pick up. So it was a good contract. But West West really looked after me. I must say, I I got a good deal. And but East were a hard side. You know, you knew that you had to play your best to to beat them. I think mm-hmm. in the second round. We only got beaten by a couple of points in the second round, but oh wow! In the, in the final, they, uh, you know, we needed Canterbury to get beaten by them in the semi, and somehow Canterbury fluked the win over them, and we had to play East in the preliminary final. Oh. So that made it a bit difficult. Seventy four, mm. uh, but that, they were, you know, they were a class or classy backline, good, good strong forward. Manly were always tough. Mm-hmm. Or, you know, Randall was tough. Harvey was tough. Had a lot of tough blokes. Um, yeah, basically those those sides. You know that uh, probably those two. Yeah, no, that's fair. That's fair. Um, so we've got a question from one of our sponsors, Sky Spark Electrical. Obviously, I'm paid by the sponsors to say that. Um, their question is, if you um could give yourself, as in your younger self, so your teenage self, advice to go through life, what would it be? Oh. As in knowing what you know now, sort yeah. of thing. Yeah, don't start something unless you're going to do it properly and finish it. Okay. I find that young people give up too easy. Mm, and, for uh, sure. You know, we were, we were brought brought up um, where we had to fall over and skin our knees and get up and brush yourself off and get on with it. Mm-hmm. Uh, life's a bit different nowadays. We're all worried about their mental state. Oh, I, I just see it as in my personal view is don't be afraid to fail because if you're you're not doing it right if if, if you're not failing at it at it at some point. Yeah, better to give it a go, and if you um you miss out, doesn't matter. You had a crack, you give it your best shot. Exactly. No, no good, no good dying wondering. I've got a situation here. My young fella's about to go up to um, win a manly. It's a development club up there. Oh wow! And, uh, Congratulations. Yeah. Yeah, he was with the Raiders, but he got homesick. And, ah, uh, okay. He's still only 18, of course. A bit similar to when I went down to Sydney at 17. Um, and yeah, obviously and a country, said, country kid as well sort of thing. Yeah, yeah, he missed his fish and missed his friends, missed his girlfriend, I suppose. <laughs> yeah, that's no, but, that, that's fair. But, 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 you know, the advice to him is, mate, no, look, don't do it unless you're going to do it fair dinkum because you've yeah. got the ability. And the only person that stops you most times is yourself. Yep. Yeah, that'll be my... Uh, my advice to someone, you know, uh, 
you, you'll never know unless you give it a go. Give Ex- it your best. Ex- exactly, exactly, and that's that's the way I go through with the podcast. In all honesty, I've I've de- I dedicate all my time to it so that I can you know do it as best as I can. But it's also a way of like you said, um, go go all in because like if you're gonna do something, do it to the max extent that you can. Because otherwise, yep. if you don't give it a red hot crack, you'll always wonder what could have been. That's that's the story I said. There's a lot of would haves, could haves, and should haves. <laughs> exactly, exactly. <laughs> that's, everywhere. 